0: Hey, welcome to the Text Lab. My name is Michael.
1: I'm David.
0: We're a couple pastors around here at Vintage Grace. And what we want to do on the Text Lab is do a deep dive into the text to help you prepare for life groups this week. Our goal is to help you make disciples who make disciples. So whether you're leading a life group or just trying to do some deep diving on your own, we hope that the text lab helps you to lead meaningful conversations about what God has said in his word. This week is John 1, 35 through 51. Let's get into it.
1: The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, behold, the lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, what are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the 10th hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth. The son of Joseph. Nathaniel said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite, indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man.
0: I love a good origin story. (laughs) This is very much the beginning of how the disciples and Jesus start to do ministry together. I mean, America is in love with these kinds of stories. Think about like Captain America and Iron Man and Spider-Man and Batman and the different stories we all see of the origin of people. So I love how these people start off, how Jesus starts to call him. And before we, we get into like, okay, how do we navigate through this text? We want to just do a quick reminder of why we're doing what we're doing and what we're trying to do. Uh, We really want this time to help set you guys up to have great conversations in the text. And so the way we're going to do that is we're actually going to go a little bit higher level with the text this time around. We're not going to go as nitty gritty in each one of those things because there are so many areas in this text that you could dive into for the majority of your time in life group. You could talk about Cephas and how he got his name and what Cephas means, what it signifies. Like you could dive into the fig tree and what's the significance of the fig tree in John. And there are a lot of little rabbit trails in this text. And so our heart is really to help the group time be a way where you guys can go through a really simple exegetical process through the text, navigate to a big idea, and then spend a good amount of your text time together in application, because that's really where OST is going to come from. So we learn how to read, we get a big idea that's really sound hermeneutically, and then diving into application accountability. So that's kind of where we're headed today. David, uh, how should we start?
1: No, I love that, Michael, especially because Michael and I had this conversation yesterday about how especially in narrative it feels like there Mm -hmm. are so many rabbit trails that you can go down and really tracking with what's that big idea and the big application is important to have focus and clarity as you read the text and so especially when you come to a piece of text like this that has a lot of verses maybe it's just helpful to kind of break it up into a couple of days day one and day two uh, reading from 35 to 42 and then taking a look at 43 to 51 and um, even just maybe some Summarizing that in your own words, kind of even in your group, just kind of like, how would you summarize what is happening so far? We're only, um, you know, at the beginning of John and already a lot has happened. And so really just kind of uh, taking a little bit of time, summarize that in your own word to kind of really help you understand the narrative that's going on.
0: Yeah, and if you look at the text, there is a very clear text break there at verse 43 when John the Evangelist writes, and the next day. That's what we're saying, right? Split it up on those days. And something helpful to ask your group after you've summarized both of those days is what kind of words, phrases, or ideas are repeated, and then how do they contribute to the main idea of this text? There's a handful that we could just throw out here for you now, like we have found, they say that a mm. couple times, come and see, come follow me. These things seem like they're really tied closely to the key yeah. point of this text.
1: Totally. And I think also just noticing what titles are used for mm. Jesus in this text tells us a lot about the point that John is trying to make. Why is John writing what he is writing? Um, and really, this is all about Jesus. They're, these titles are telling us about the identity of Christ. Um, Christ has been called the rabbi, Messiah, the lamb of God, son of of God, King of Israel, and Son of Man. And another title in the beginning of chapter one there is the Word which has been made flesh. And so noticing those as you read the text is important. And then also asking why are these titles being used about Jesus? And ultimately it comes down to uh, John is revealing to us the identity of Christ both the divinity of Christ that God, that Jesus was fully God and also the humanity of Christ that he was fully man um, which is the incarnation the revelation of God in Christ so just noticing that um, is really important
0: yeah and there's some stuff that's kind of uh, baked into those titles right David I mm-hmm. mean even one of the things you were mentioning to me earlier when we were getting ready for this is uh, just what's happening there in that last verse, verse 51. What, what's going on there? Yeah. So
1: that's kind of an interesting verse in verse 51 where it says, truly I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. And just so that's not kind of a stumbling block for you and your group, we wanted to just kind of address that a little bit. That's a reference back to Genesis twenty-eight ten 10 um, of Jacob's ladder, which is in uh, Jacob's dream when he lays his head down on the rock and uh, basically has this revelation from God, and also then the title Son of Man used in Daniel 7.10 that is being used here about Jesus. And so really kind of the easy way to kind of summarize summarize that is the heaven's being opened, it's revelation from God, that Christ is revelation from God. And then really the metaphor and the, the, the picture, the vision of a ladder is talking about Christ as the one who brings us back to the Father, who gives us access to God, that Christ is that ladder that brings us back to God the Father. And so basically, I think Jesus is saying there, hey, you are amazed that I knew you were under the fig tree. You're going to see more than that. You're going to see um, basically Christ's mission and ministry and redemption played out before your eyes, which is bringing us back um, to God the Father, that God's bringing us back to him. And so I think that's kind of something there that connects a lot with that Lamb of God title as well. This is, this is the Lamb that's sent from God to us to bring us back to
0: him. Something to draw away from those, again, is just what does it mean when it comes to Jesus's identity, Mm -hmm. right? Each one of these are a key part of his identity. And so even as you're talking about him, Don't let it just be a conversation about oh, what's a rabbi? Oh, a teacher, and people followed him. But like, really try to dive into what does this say about Jesus's identity? Well, Jesus is the perfect teacher. He's the perfect rabbi, and you know, kind of let your group kind of explore those and what those could mean. Another way you guys could begin to wrap up that time in the text is asking, how did Jesus invite people to follow him? Just take note of that. What's happening? And what's really cool about Jesus is he just he knows the right word to say that's going to get right to the heart of the person, even whether it's with Philip or with Nathaniel, Mm. like just words that he's able to say that speak directly into their spot in life. And then it like, Just transforms their perspective. It changes their position. It changes their purpose. Mm -hmm. Oh no, those were three P's. That was accidental. (laughs) Okay, that changes so much about who they are, and it's because of Jesus's invitation. And a question might be, how did Jesus invite people then, and how does he do that today? And then finally, as you wrap up your time in the kind of the their town section, what's happening in the text then? asking, how does this story reinforce the point that John's trying to make in this gospel? That's how, when you navigate through text time like this, that could easily become a discussion about Genesis 28, 10 and the latter, or could easily become a discussion about Cephas or the fig tree. It helps keep it focused on really what's the main idea that John is getting at. Mm -hmm. So, David... What's the main idea?
1: As we take a look at this, I really think the main idea here is that John the Evangelist in his gospel is inviting everyone who reads this gospel that he's writing to come and follow Jesus. He wants us to first come and see Christ, see Mm. who Christ is in this text. That's all that language of come and see, the the language of come and behold, behold, which we talked about last week, Christ, um, the Lamb of God. And so he's, he's telling us, come and see, come and see Christ, but then it doesn't stop there. Seeing Christ means... To behold him means to follow him there. Then after that, come and follow Jesus. So we really feel like that's kind of the main idea that John is putting in his text here. Mm. And so kind of like as your group reflects on that, I think there's a really good kind of application question here of like, when were you first introduced to Jesus? Uh, Kind of when were you first invited to come and see him? How did that happen? Did someone invite you to come and see Christ? And kind of what was that like For you. So, even Michael, I'll throw that back to you. Kind of, when, what was that like for you? When did you first come and see Jesus and that process happen?
0: I think for me, when I first was really getting to know who Jesus was, I personally, I grew up around church, grew up around church life, ministry. My parents, you know, would bring me to church. But um, I know that my grandpa, he was just like a man of God. I mean, mm. he loved God. He would do these Bible studies. He was a Bible study leader. Yeah. He his Bible, was, like <laughs> if you looked at that thing, he had been through it so much, and it mm. was so like written in and read through, and he just knew God's word. Yeah. He was a man of God, yeah. and he always um, encouraged me mm. in um, growing in holiness or growing and trusting Jesus and leaning on him, even when I had brought up to my parents, Hey, I think I want to do ministry. He was one of the people in my life who was one of the most encouraging about it. And he would always talk, Oh, I'm so excited. You know, Michael's doing whatever. And what I always saw in my grandpa was just this like loving acceptance and, um, and also his own personal love for Jesus Mm -hmm. that to me spoke volumes to, um, the reality Mm -hmm that Jesus is real, the reality that Jesus is who he says he is. And I kept seeing it in my grandfather's life i saw it in my parents life and yeah. in youth pastors lives and leaders and and so for me when i was kind of first introduced to jesus it would have been in the ways that my parents my grandparents were were loving me and trying to point me toward him cool. how about how about you david
1: yeah you know i love what you said there because it also resonates with my story where i feel like it was kind of in junior high where i saw some people who were just so passionately in love with christ it wasn't even like something they specifically said that blew my mind it was just kind of this all-encompassing, passionate love for Christ and them uh, kind of just demonstrating the way that that had changed their life, how it flipped their life upside down. That really was this come and see moment and it was come and see Christ in them, which is kind of, I think, like a way as we think about what that looks like for us, like how can we invite others to come and see Jesus more than just uh, come to church or uh, I think this is a chance for you even as a group to kind of lean into that a little bit deeper um, to kind of press in and and say, really, how did this happen in your life? And how do we show Christ to others in our own life um, to invite others to come and see Jesus? Any ways, even Michael, specifically maybe that that happens in our lives?
0: I think especially, I love that point you made about like, almost like not letting people off the hook with the easy answer yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. as you're leading your groups, don't let them off with like, yeah, I went to church and, and I, I saw Jesus there. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like They may have, but, but try to get them into like examining their personal story and relationship with Jesus. Cause that's kind of where, when they're reflecting, they could answer that question like David threw to me, like, okay, so how do you invite others to come and see Jesus? Right. And one of the simple things that I try to do is, um, I try to think of what it is that I already do. So mm-hmm. I'm going to snap. Yes. I'm at the gym, right? That's what this, the gym I go to. It's in town. And so when I'm at the gym, I'm thinking of ways to use that as a time for meeting new guys that maybe we need to be like loving Jesus and they aren't right now and right. and maybe that's a time when what I'll do is I'll even invite guys to work out with me and so we're talking and we're yeah. building relationship and so they're able to come in and see me right. and my character and who I am, yep. and yep. They, I get to know them, and then in that process, I have the opportunity to speak about what Jesus has done in my right. life. So there's this one guy, he's uh, he's at the gym, big dude, wears like these flannels yeah. when he works out. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's <laughs> a... Great sw- workout gear. <laughs> yeah, that's a sweaty workout, buddy. Uh, he says, hey, I just like to be warm, and so... Um, when the coronavirus stuff hit, we didn't see each other for a while. And then when we were able to come back to the gym, we just caught up on life. And mm. he was amazed that I had remembered things yeah. about him, like yeah, yeah. that he was getting his EMT yeah, and that yeah. he was switching from his construction job yeah. to that. And yeah. so I just asked him, follow it up. And he's like, oh, whoa, like you remembered? Mm. I said, yeah, like yeah. I, I know you, like we're, we're, you know, we're friends in the gym <laughs> or whatever. Uh, you inspire me to lift bigger, whatever it's got to be. But <laughs> Just even extending that branch of yeah, friendship and yeah. remembering yeah. details yeah, from totally. people's lives, I think that's a way that I try to help people come and see mm-hmm. Jesus because if we saw how he worked in this text, right. Jesus does know the details of our lives. Yes, totally. And he's in the intimate parts of us. And yep. And so I think that that's one way that I try to think of yeah. how I can invite people to kind of come and see. Totally. What, what about you?
1: I think like what I love about what you just said is and in this whole thing is just how simple this is, right? Like, I feel like I've spent a lot of time with people sometimes who are freaking out about how to do this process yeah. right. Okay. What do I say? What do I do? When do I do that? And it's as simple as just come and see, come and see, come mm. and see how Christ has impacted my life. Uh, what my life looks like now, because I'm following Jesus, just come and taste living water, drink that, like come and see Christ, um, in me, Christ in my life. And so I think that, you know, I, think, I think a way for me has been just like sharing meals with people where, because there's no, there doesn't have to be an agenda to that Mm -hmm. besides like good food. And it's like, Hey, let's just sit down and talk. And in that you can really like get to know them and, um, start to kind of hear their story in deeper ways. And then as that happens, you get to literally just point them to Christ and and share your story. And they can just kind of see that in your life. Mm -hmm. So it's this organic process, like you said, of like, it's what's already happening in your life. It's honest, it's real. Um, and it really is, doing nothing more than just come and see Christ, come and Mm -hmm. see the Savior. So um, I think those are some ways where it's simple and it's clear um, and that it doesn't have to be this process that we freak out about. Um, it's, It's as simple as come and see.
0: Totally. And, and even in the seeing, what's cool about that is, uh, they get to see your imperfections Mm -hmm. and the ways that like we fail and the ways we respond to our failure, like with the way that maybe you do argue with your spouse or the way that you do lose your temper with your Mm -hmm. kid or the way that, Mm -hmm. you know, you do miss something, some responsibility or whatever, like they get to see that and see how you react with that too. And notice that dude, we're not perfect, yeah. we don't have it all figured out, but but come and see Jesus almost with me, right? Because I'm trying to see Jesus in my life and grow and follow him and... Yeah, there's mistakes that I make, but I, I wanna know and love him. So I, I hope you guys are encouraged by that. Something for in your group time that's helpful that sometimes I try to think of in a group setting mm-hmm. is uh, getting really specific with your group at the close. So we say, hey, how can you invite others to come and see Jesus? Yep. But then pivoting into, hey, who's like one person this week that you could try to have some sort of come and see Jesus conversation with. And uh, then you can pray together as a group for that. Mm -hmm. So now what that's done is for your life group, it helps to put mission in front of people and helps to keep them focused on what matters most, which if you remember on Sunday morning, lost people matter Mm -hmm. most. Mm -hmm. It's an uncomfortable phrase for some of us, Mm -hmm. but it's so true. That's Jesus's heart. And so hope you guys are encouraged by that.
1: Well, thanks for spending your time with us. Our promise is always to you that we're going to do our best to make this a valuable time for you uh, as the leader of your group. If this has helped you in any way, let us know.
0: We'd love to hear from you. So whether you are at the gym, mowing the lawn, driving, whatever it is you like to do when you listen to your podcast, we hope that you feel equipped, encouraged, and ready to walk through the text with your group this week.
1: As always, do your own prep. Let the Spirit lead you and know that you are one who is sent this week into your group, into your family, into your Pray Watch communities, wherever God invites you to be the living proof of our loving God.
0: Hey, we love you guys and we will catch you next time on the Text Lab.